It takes more than bragging that you could clone a multi-billion dollar company's product in a weekend to be a great software engineer. <laughs> this is episode 245 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I am your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we talk about all the non-technical parts of software development. And it is a rite of passage to look at whatever the, I don't know, it's probably TikTok now. Yeah. Whatever popular social network is out there that is wildly valuable because of network effects and say, that's just a Rails app. And then, (laughs) and it's not. (laughs) It was, it was at one point probably. (laughs) It it was, yeah. Now it's a Rails app with thousand people just furiously scurrying about to try and keep it held together yeah (laughs) given no users everything is scalable that's right it's my wise adage easy peasy yeah do you want to thank our patrons dave i do i want to say thanks to a one-time shout out to (laughs) thanks a lot for this name princess simon candy cane lollipop chicken bok bok pop pop and dog blueberry pie applesauce snakes input length validator and also to these And also to these weekly contributors who are Adrian Bordink, Roman Denisov, FizzBuzz Influencer, Code Lemur, Christian Polanco, Oladapo Fadii, Kiarn Sveinsen, Ragnar Hardison, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Kane, Stephen Armand Lee, John Grant, Chris Hogan, The Agile Ventures Charity, Nick Cantar, and Philip John Basile. If you'd like to support the show and get access to our Slack community, go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. Any monthly contribution will get you access to our Slack community, which is super duper fun. It really is. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. It's been great to participate, to meet people. I, I'm impressed by how global it is. I feel like when we started this show, I expected it to be very US-based because I live in the US and everybody in the world is like me. That's kind of my default assumption, but there's people from all over, all kinds of different experiences. I, I learn a lot just by kind of the, the background of the context of what people say. So join us. I will read our first question. This is from an anonymous listener, and it says, Hello, Soft Skills Audio. Love the show and your great advice. My question is, how do I stop sweating the small stuff? I have one colleague who either can't spell or types so fast the words make no sense and doesn't correct the mistakes. Emails, comments in code, comments in PRs, presentations to management. Everything is a garbled mess and makes us look bad as a team. Another colleague just can't stop talking in business speak. (laughs) Every conversation is twice as long as it should be because they need to touch base on what's happening in this space and we'll circle back. (laughs) These are by no means quit your job problems. How do I avoid eye rolling and getting frustrated over something so minor? Hmm. (laughs) I love, oh man, I love, I love when I graduated from college, actually even before that, when I was in college and I did like a internship between semesters and I just remember thinking, these people are speaking a weird language. Touch base? <laughs> what does touch base mean? Yeah. Sounds unsanitary. <laughs> mm. I, I really still don't know what that means. I, like, I know what it means. I just have no idea how touch base came to be. Huh. Does Google know how it came to be? Where did touch base come from? Comes from baseball, where the runners need to touch the base to make it run legal. That has, like, nothing to do with how it gets used, though. Huh. Like, are we going to go touch a base so that I can be thrown out of the game because I didn't make yeah, it to the base like, on time? Yeah, it's like, do this thing to validate it, but we use it to mean, I don't know, make sure we both understand the same thing. Maybe that is the same thing. Imagine that you work in a business and you don't know anything about sports, though. There's got to be so much stuff that makes no sense to you at all. 
Absolutely. And and let me just say that it's doubly bad if you don't know anything about American sports and English is a second language to you. And let me just say, yeah. I encountered some of these phrases that are just hilarious. Like, I just need an estimate that's in the right ballpark. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? I wonder, I, I feel like if I moved to a country where cricket was really popular and cricket is basically Calvin Ball to me. Yeah. That must be what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. I worry that I talk in business jargon without knowing it. You undoubtedly do. I like I I think of myself as the cynical like truth teller, too cool to be influenced by this dumb corporate culture double speak yeah. stuff, but I'm pretty sure I've I've touched a base in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I've circled back many times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I actually said the word synergy the other day and I meant it unironically. Oh no. <laughs> but it was true. It was like the sum of the parts was greater. Or sorry, the whole was greater than the sum of the parts. So, I mean, it's the right word sometimes. Yeah. Have you ever encountered someone who speaks in this business dialect that you thought was really sharp and really knew their stuff and and this was just a fog you had to get through, but behind it, there was really good content. I guess this is a leading question. Let me just say whatever answer you need to tell me what you're going to say next. Okay. <laughs> my, my experience has been that the more people talk this way, the less underlying meaning there is in the stuff that they're saying. <laughs> and it's just a, uh, it's like a way of, it's like saying, um, but it sounds smarter than saying, um, it's just a way to take up more time with your words without mumbling okay oh so it's like pardon me i'm thinking about something circle back touch base synergy yeah <laughs> it's it's a there's a name for this for these words you say in between the actual stuff you're trying to communicate but filler words yeah maybe that is i don't know i would have uh, we'll never know because i already used up my one google per show <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're already, you've already touched base with google one too many times <laughs> yeah but maybe this is revealing a bias that i have where i am discounting people who are valuable because i don't like the words that they say have you tried making fun of them a lot when they do it <laughs> i've found that shame and mockery is a great way to enforce conformity to group standards that is true <laughs> and if it was used against you in middle school guess what time to get revenge <laughs> except now you're a grown-up and there's a lot on the line <laughs> uh, it's it's all it all comes back to childhood trauma though well okay you didn't touch enough bases <laughs> that's true the people oh that's so true the people that did the sports metaphors were the cool kids and now oh. they're just they're just lording it over you still yeah, I, I can still hit a home run with this presentation because I practice <laughs> hitting real home runs so much. That's right. That's right. Uh, all this time you thought they were wasting their time while you were playing muds on your on your BBSs yep. on, the, on the internet. Yep, in preparing for the real world. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the real world is all sports metaphors. It's sports metaphors all the way down. Yeah. Oh boy. I had a good idea and it's gone. What was it? Um, just circle back when it comes back to you. Yeah, <laughs> let's put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that offline. <laughs> oh, I said that today. Oh no! You can't oh. not swim in this water, Jameson. 
Ugh. You can't. You I, you're, if you jump in the pool, you're gonna get wet. Is that a business metaphor? <laughs> no, I just made that up. Just just, a, I, thought, I thought it was good though. <laughs> okay. When you pick up the stick, you get the synergy on both ends. You can't pick up a stick at one end. Is that isn't that the thing? <laughs> Maybe I'll know someday if I do more business. I I don't know how you get them to stop doing it, but... Well, you mean besides the shaming thing? Well, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Say for some crazy reason that doesn't work. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be surprised, but it doesn't. I mean, this is a highly unnecessary plan B, but here comes plan B. Yeah. The good news is conversations take twice as long. So while you're while while they are generating these nonsense phrases to give themselves time to think, you also have time to think about whatever you want. Like you can <laughs> go to your mind palace and relive some treasured memories or <laughs> take a micro nap. <laughs> oh my I, gosh. Oh, oh, that's so funny. I wish I could take a micro nap. Oh, oh, imagine how cool it would be if you could just go to sleep for five seconds on command. Yeah, but you, like you leave that one subsystem in your brain awake enough to be able to know when they've come back to the land of normal words. Yeah. So you can snap back to consciousness. Oh, that's so funny. I, I don't know how you get them to stop. I think you just have to clarify that you understand what they actually mean. So maybe this means repeating back to them in, in words that make sense to you what they said. That won't solve the problem of conversations taking too long. It'll actually make them longer, though. But if you're trying to make sure you don't misunderstand them because their words are so vague, you can push for more clarity. If the answer is they're saying these words because they don't know, then I guess you can just leave. I, I don't know. Just walk the other direction. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just walk away. Oh, the spelling one would distress me though because i'm on a remote team and so much of our communication is in text all i can think of is how to approach these as a manager which is so different though than how you'd approach it as a peer well how do you approach it as a manager stop saying those words or you're fired (laughs) that's the root of every manager report conversation really no i think as a manager you, you you have this explicit expectation that part of your role is to coach and provide feedback and direction and so you can identify this communication thing as, as a problem and say, it's, it's hard to understand you, takes longer to figure out what you mean. Sometimes people misunderstand you. It communicates sloppiness, which is not the message I think you want to communicate, kind of point out the cost of it and then mm-hmm. ask them to do it differently. But as a peer, if a peer did that to me, I would tell them very sloppily in misspelled <laughs> words written very quickly. <laughs> LOL, no, no you, but in like text message. Speak. LOL, no, the letter U. Yeah, LOL, no you. I usually just say new phone, who dis? <laughs> Did you ever see that that joke about the universal New Yorker comic joke? No. So they, these comics in the magazine New Yorker, they always have a, a little one sentence kind of caption underneath them that's jokey. And one of them is, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. Okay. And it does seem to work for everyone. And I feel like new, who, new phone, who disc could also be another pretty universal New Yorker joke caption that would just work for all of them. Just works for every joke. Yeah. That's cool. That's funny. I'd like to add you to my professional network. <laughs> that is what you say after funny stuff happens. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's how I know I've shown my wife a meme that she does not 
th- that has lowered her opinion of me. She she just says that was funny. That's really funny, Jameson. Yeah. Wow. Oh, funny, funny, oh, Jameson. You're funny. Like I'm gonna go back yeah. to whatever I was doing. No matter yeah. what it was, I'm going back to it now. Yep. Then I get her back when she shows me a cute animal, and I don't smile and go ah. You don't gush. Got to I got to be tough. Because <laughs> I'm melting inside. Do you just say that animal is cute? <laughs> I say consuming that animal would provide many valuable calories <laughs> and lots of utility for me. That's how you offend her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good work. And then I have to cry a tear <laughs> as I turn <laughs> because away. Because you know you lied. <laughs> yep. I could never so, so helpful. You, what a helpful bunny. response. This has been. Okay, we have gone way off the rails here. Okay, oh, let's get back to the let's get back to the bottom line here. You have colleagues who do things that annoy you, but they're really low grade annoyance. You know, we're not talking stinky feet here. We're not talking like deeply offensive things. We're talking typos and business speak. How do you stop caring about this? <laughs> I mean, you could correct all their typos, right? Just make pull requests to change all their comments. Reply to every email they send with like red lines <laughs> through it. You know, Abraham Lincoln did this thing where he would write letters to people that he was mad with and then not send them. You could you could edit all their content ah. and then just put it in a box. Ah. You're like, ah, the sense. world is more ordered now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to my contribution. I Honestly, though, I think that for me, age has made me stop caring about a lot of stuff. <laughs> including typos. Have you noticed this about yourself too, Jameson, or are you still so young and innocent? I am I am sort of young, I would like to believe, but I think I do care less about stuff I used to care about. I don't care about typos. I don't care about I don't care about business speak so much. I do care about typos though. The business oh. speak, I think I'd be okay with, but the typos would bug me. You know what's made me stop caring about typos? What? Rereading my own emails from years past. <laughs> And realizing, yeah, oh, I'm that guy. I, I just, writing is a way to think. And if you just jam out some sloppy, like I, sometimes I wish I were that person who could just get a long email and then forward it to someone else with like a question mark. Yeah. And then that somehow leads to people doing things. Like massive action taken. Yeah. But I, I, I have to edit down prose every time I <laughs> write anything to people. Because you, you just value their time more than your own. I think it's because I can't shut up when I type. What, really? <laughs> you just you just spew? Yeah, I have to delete a lot of stuff. So you're more talkative in print than verbally. Yes, that is absolutely true. Yes. Huh. You probably should have been an epic fantasy author then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this would be personally hard for me. I think what I would do is... I think I would try to let it go unless it was something where this person was like representing my work or my team's work to other people. And if that was the case, maybe I would step in to try to help Mm -hmm. or take it over. Like presentations to management, right? If this is going to affect people's impression of your team, then it's probably a little bit more worth dealing with than if it's an email that has a typo to you that you can still understand. Yeah. So I guess this is a way to say, let it go. But I think the question is how? How do I let it go? Well, you said getting older helps, so stay alive, I think, is yeah. the answer to that. <laughs> there is no fast-forward button on life, but there is a pause. It's called micro-naps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's kind of like a fast-forward, though, because you don't know what, like, you miss time while you're asleep. 
Yes, that's right. For all intents, it is a fast forward. That's accurate. It's more like a seek or a skip. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get too pedantic here. I, here's what I think. I think you have an expectations problem. Not you, Jameson, but the listener. The expectation is that other people will put the same level of rigor into their speech, into their communication style, as you do. Mm. Or I don't know, maybe you don't. Maybe you're a huge hypocrite and you actually just spew <laughs> typo-filled business speak nonstop. It's just like nonstop business speak all spelled wrong. Like, it's like synergy with synergy, three N's. But yeah. it's, it's an abomination. Yeah. You like spell touch bases with like a C instead of an S in base. Anyway... Or no, touch base like this. What yeah, the, the heck does that mean? <laughs> touch bass? <laughs> anyway, let, let's just assume that you're not the world's biggest hypocrite and that you do have kind of this level of expectation. I say drop that expectation, and here's how I suggest doing it. What I think is that you need to change your expectations, and you can do this by recognizing the value of variety. And ask yourself this thought-provoking question. Do you really want everyone in your life to do the things exactly the way you like? Hmm. So it builds character, kind of. Is that what you're saying? Ah, boy, that's that might be next level. I wasn't even thinking that deep. I was just thinking... It'd just be boring? Yeah, it'd be lame. Imagine a world where everyone is just like, well, I was going to say touch base, but I know Dave doesn't like it when I do that, so I'm going to say sync up. <laughs> and then I learned he doesn't like that either. So now I'm going to say... Let's get together and collaborate and make sure we both have a common understanding of the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would hate to I would hate to think that the world is revolving around my capricious preferences. Plus I like it when people do weird stuff that bothers me. I think it's great. There's one of those pithy programmer laws. Postal or postal's law, be conservative in what you do, be liberal in what you accept from others. Seems like maybe a case for that where you are trying to be very conscientious about your communication, but there are going to be... I liked what you said about other people not having the same values that you do. Yeah. I think that's the problem I have where I have some perfectionist stuff going on and I not everyone's going to nitpick or waste their life away crafting an email. Yeah. And they shouldn't. No, they should do things differently than you or else we wouldn't have airplanes. <laughs> you know, like... Surely I'd get to them someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took too long to write emails to <laughs> when i was a young 20 something i had this ridiculous idea where i thought to myself if everyone would just act like me we wouldn't have any crime and then i was, <laughs> I was like it's like i was i don't know like 22 or something i'm like this is as my my 40 something year old self looks back and it's just like that is like the stupidest thing <laughs> on so many levels that i so could ever say to me. <laughs> Well, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> anyway, just the dumbest thing I could ever think. It's like, why don't you just all not do crime? Like, oh, okay. Didn't think of that. Anyway, but I think that it kind of goes in the same vein here. It's like, set your expectations that people are different from you and learn to embrace that and, and mm. relish the difference. Don't get frustrated by it. That's true, because most likely you're going to work with a lot of people that use business speak if you are in business. Yeah. And if you just are... are shocked and appalled by it and it disrupts you so much then you'll have trouble touching base and circling back <laughs> you'll never your circles will be all oblong you'll never you'll never touch that base <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. we've got to move on to the next question here all right do you want to read it dave yeah i'll read it this comes from an anonymous listener who says i've been working at a software company for almost 10 years now it's an amazing company it's five minutes from where i live with a really good culture 
I have an awesome role as, as a senior developer working with interesting new technologies, a lot of flexibility, responsibilities, and a valued opinion on both technology and company-wide matters. However, this is still my first job. I've invested a lot of time and effort on career growth the last few years, but I feel like there are only a few developers at my company who share the same level of enthusiasm and the need to grow as I do. I've been able to bring in new tech, introduce modern practices, and share knowledge with my colleagues, but it feels like I'm the only one who's actually pushing for this. Since this is my first job, I don't know if this is the case at other places as well. I've done some freelance projects on the side to learn more about how things work, but mostly I'm the only senior dev on these projects. On the one hand, I have a job that I love. On the other hand, I don't really know what's out there. I feel like I might regret it later if I don't try something else, but based on other people's perspectives, I know it's hard to find a company with such a good culture and understanding as where I am right now. Switching jobs would also give me a significant salary increase, but will require a longer commute. There are only a few software companies in my area. Can you help me figure out if I should take the blue pill or the red pill? I can never keep those pills hmm. straight, by the way. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, the purple pill is to take both of them, right? Yeah. Do I give up the five-minute commute for a massive salary increase and possible new job where I learn new things? I mean, I just have to ask, like, what did you think we were going to say? <laughs> 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 I remember we asked a few months ago to hear from people who just joined a job and stayed there, stayed oh, yeah. at their first job for a long time. So this is another person who's been there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it makes sense why why you are there. You've grown a lot. You like mm -hmm. the culture, interesting technologies. So I'm I'm struggling to understand the interesting technology, interesting new technologies, valued opinion, but also not enough interesting new modern stuff. Oh, it's not that. It's that they can do it, but nobody else does. Okay, I got it. So so it sounds like you want to work somewhere that will push you a little bit more, where you will learn things from other people. Yeah, I think they're worried about limited exposure to ideas. Like all the ideas they've yeah. had have come from their own mind at work. And that's kind of scary. Yeah. You might, you might learn about whole new business speak. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they loop-de-loop -loop back. <laughs> instead of circle back. So this is maybe a cheating answer, but remote work, maybe? Is that an option? They talk about oh. commute time and limited exposure to software companies in their area, but we, we live in the now times where yes. everything happens online because the real world is, is dangerous. Right. <laughs> so you could potentially get a remote gig at company. For sure. That will teach you new things. And there are plenty of giant megacos that have moved to remote. That's also true. So, Jameson, am I reading between the lines and thinking that your suggestion is quit this job? Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, you went straight to remote opportunity, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't do that and stay at the same company that you've been at for 10 years. <laughs> Although we've talked about that, too. Remember the double yeah. intern? <laughs> Wait, no. There was a person who got an internship at two different companies at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's sort of the freelance thing that they mentioned, though, right? They did some freelance projects to learn. Yeah, true. But usually when you do a freelance project, you're, you're selling the value of you, you're an expert, right? You don't have, you're not going to waste time reading docs. That's for non-experts. You're just going to sit down and type the right thing without any delete buttons until it's done. You're like, I didn't even know the computer had a copy paste function. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say, I'll do this. You'll pay me by the hour. I will need 50% of the time to go learn this new thing, by the way. Right. No. That's that's funny. Mm. It's like yeah. So you so in other words, you get a gig that you're you know you're already an expert at. Yeah. But then you 
I bill in 50% overhead for learning and then don't learn. You do another gig. I don't want to underestimate the pain that a longer commute would cause, but I hate commuting a lot so much that I make lots of choices that are harmful in other ways to avoid commutes. But <laughs> it does feel like maybe you're the big fish in the small pond here and, and the scope of problems isn't pushing you. So that is something that you can explicitly search out at another job. And that is something I've looked for at other jobs as, as criteria. I want to work somewhere where people are excellent and the problems are hard and I will be pushed and learned by being around these people. Mm -hmm. And me too. I played soccer as a kid. I played in City League, which back when I was a kid was the place that people who were bad at soccer played. Oh, as opposed and to the travel league, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I played kind of where it was weird to play on a travel team. Now I think it's sort of the norm in the US, at least, if you're at all into soccer. Yeah, you have to go all the way. But I was I was bad. And one year I ended up on a team where everyone else was way worse. And it was really oh. fun for a while to be like the good person. I, I was good because I kicked and it went forward instead of back. <laughs> and nice stuff like that. Yeah. And that was really fun. And then I played soccer on the JV team in high school at a small high school where JV was like the you have legs that work team. <laughs> and I was not the good kid on that team at all. But okay. it was fun in a different way where I got so much better and, and yeah. I was low in the hierarchy of, I don't know, the order of most skilled to least skilled, but I improved a lot more. Yeah. And so I think there's, uh, there's room for some periods like that in your career too. That's a good point. So you're saying that maybe the last 10 years have been, I would use the term big fish, little pond. Yeah. I guess that's sort of a sports metaphor too, just a different kind of sport. Is fishing really a sport? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it is. I don't want to offend anyone. Okay. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> I am with you on the commute thing. Like, I feel like you're over, this listener is overstating the value of the five-minute commute, especially in a pandemic era where the commute is already zero minutes for like 80% of developer jobs right now. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty nice. It does take me a few moments to walk down the stairs, though. Yeah, I sure take a lot fewer showers than I did when I went into the office every day, though. Oh, boy. I'm about to go on a tangent with this one, but I have... <laughs> over the last couple of years. So I've been working, Jameson and I have both been working remote for a long time now. Yeah. Year and a half for me, I think. Jameson, what, three, four years? More than that. Yeah, like five or six. I've recently developed a habit of showering every single day. And I like it. It's good. Turns out it was a good idea all those years. Yeah, my mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my advice. I'm going to come down squarely on the quit this job side. Easy for me. 10 years, long time. You've done great things at this company. I think it's great. It's time to level up. And you will, just like Jameson's soccer story, I think you'll find that even though it's going to be a lot of discomfort and challenge, you will definitely grow a lot more if you can find a place where you can be exposed to more senior people. However, the other side of that coin is when you get 10 years of experience in our industry, it can be kind of hard to find a job where there's a lot of people who have more experience than you. <laughs> That's true. It does uh, age out pretty quickly. It does. We are we are in a pyramid that's not linear. It's like it's like it's more like a like a half a quarter pipe on each side of the pyramid. Yeah. You know, very narrow top, very wide base. That's a base you can touch, by the way. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, that that's why I think it can be useful to go to a either a, a company that is big or a company that is specialized enough that they will have experts because. If your company has 10 developers, the top of the pyramid's pretty small. Yeah. But if your company has, I don't know, 30,000 developers, 
there are some people you can learn from there, no matter what level of skill you're at. There's some experts in domains that you know nothing of. Having worked at a company with 30,000 developers, I can tell you that you might not spend that much time with them because they probably have a narrow pyramid too, and they need you to be mentoring a lot of other people but who are more junior than you. But that gives you growth opportunities too. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm always... I'm going to say change jobs after 10 years. You've probably tapped out what you can really, you've tapped out on the growth trajectory. Like I think there's still growth opportunities at every company, but I think mm -hmm. the velocity is going to go down so much that it'll be beneficial. Plus significant salary raise. That's great. I mean, go for it. And if you're really sad about it, A, you can go back to your old job if you don't like it. And B, you can dry your tears with dollar bills. Mm -hmm. You know, you have so many extras. They're very absorbent. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a horrible idea. Dollar bills are filthy. Yeah. <laughs> You'd give yourself so many <laughs> gross diseases. True. All right. We've answered the question, right? I think so. I think so. Good luck. Okay. Let us know after your life goes completely off the rails and spins into a terrible tragedy because you followed our advice. We'd like to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Pre-apologies. Especially then. What can people do if they want their own questions answered, Dave? Go to our website at softskills.audio and click ask a question. Thank you so much to everyone who does that. We have so many questions and we love all of them and we will eventually answer them all. If you want to support the show, go to the same website, click support us on Patreon. You can join our Slack community. Love to see you there. Thanks, everyone. See ya.